Welcome to the fifth episode of the Cozy Cassette. This week we're going to be talking about Czech West's debut album, Mud Boy. I'm joined with Kamela Bulmagd. Well, uh, let's get right into it. I came into the album with like little to no expectations. I mean, fucking, he had, when this came out, what was, there? he only had two or three singles out. It was Live Czech West, Die Czech West, uh, Mo Bamba, and there was a third one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was uh, Chippy Chippy. Yeah. I didn't like Chippy Chippy until it was in the context of the album, and then I liked it a lot. This is his debut project. He literally has no other music out. Yeah, he has like some random track called Do That. I don't know when this came out. Oh, yeah, I love that track. Yeah, I wasn't too crazy about it, but like... Okay. Uh, this, this explains a lot, I think, about where where we might differ on some of the tracks and how much we enjoyed them. Overall, this album was like, I don't want to say really stylized, but like it was definitely like pretty intense on the Sheck West aesthetic. And so it's either you buy into parts of that or you don't. And I think we just buy into different parts of it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, let's actually talk about the fucking music. So, like, track one, Mindfucker. It's, it's a good track. I liked it. It's a good... It's. I mean, it's hard to call it, like, an overall track. No actual lyrics really kick in until, like, two minutes in. Yeah. But it's a dope-ass beat. It's a pretty grimy-ass track, which Sheck West does really well. He does like that kind of dark, grungy, kind of grimy shit. I like the way he does it. It is like The production overall on the album is really good, and I kind of think this track was just a way to get you ready for that. You know, It's just pure instrumental with like really weird kind of like vocal mumbles and shit in the background. And then he comes on the track, and his delivery is cool. I like it. It it fits with the aesthetic of the track. He because, you know, obviously his his main his bread and butter seems to just be getting on a track and like be as energetic as fuck. But with this one, he kind of just came on and was like, you know, a lot more low key and shit. And I liked it. It matched well. He 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 showed that he can actually make a track that isn't just a banger. You know, the big concern is that also a lot of the music on this album is. Uh, in terms of lyrics, it's just a lot of the repetition. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not much of a like. Okay, here's the thing, and that's that's fine. You don't have to be a lyricist in 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 this in this day and age, or even any day and age. You know, crunk and all that all that jazz came out. You don't have to be the most lyrical, but there is a level that that is acceptable, and I feel like Sheck West just rides that line very hardly. Interesting. I don't know. I would say of the category of people in this realm like of music that he's making i think he's more lyrical at least i wouldn't say more lyrical but definitely his lyrics are more substance filled than the average in his class you know like he like i don't want to get ahead of myself but like on uh jiggy on the shits like he switched over and is rapping like in senegalese like for like a good 35 percent of the track so like I don't know. He clearly has lyrical creativity. It's just his ideas are not like the ones the ones that you can really flesh out a lot. But like he covers more topics, I think, than most in his class. I think so too. I I mean, definitely more than like a little pump. <laughs> a little pump or like a six nine. Six nine is yeah. like a big comparison that I like in my mind for some reason. They fit in like a similar class. It's just like the high high energy track two. Live Shack Live Shack West on the album. I like both. I, I like it too. I mean, I didn't know that really. infectious ass chorus. Yeah, it's oh. I and you know what? Like it has that like weird like 
I don't know, like xylophone bell type chime, basically, as its yeah. only real melody. And even then, I like it. Like it's, it, you would think, like I bet if you hear that sound just on the drumline without him rapping and like without some of the like tertiary elements of the instrumental, I genuinely think like that sound would probably be annoying as fuck. That like whining that they have in the song, but it fits really well. Again. He does incorporate a lot of high-pitched noises, you know, whether it be like the piano or xylophone, like you said. Yeah, he keeps in his tracks. Yeah, I mean, the contrast works well. The, he generally has a lot of kicks and a lot of 808s on his drum lines, and so like it makes sense that you know there's a balancing act in there, and I like it. I like I like the way he does it. I'm, I think, in the grand scheme of things, I can tolerate like high-pitched melodies a lot more than some people. So yeah. Like there's a couple of tracks off the top of my head that I know of that like I've shown people and they're like yeah this is dope but like this that that sound is just too high pitched for me and I'm just like huh makes sense. Um, I mean he's definitely an artist uh, where if you can't get down with his aesthetic on any of his tracks I don't think you're gonna like a single one of his anything he's he's released at this point. That's what I said about Travis a while ago, and I'm glad to hear you didn't think Travis had more range. Travis has Even, a Travis has an accessible range, but Travis is so deep on the aesthetic that like, if you're not into like music that just makes you feel like you're on a bunch of drugs, then like that it won't necessarily be for you. Like you just won't like it. Like obviously there there's just like undoubtable bangers in there, you know. Just like Mo Bamba is just like a banger. Like it's so inconsequential. It does nothing like risk takey in terms of music, but like. I don't know how you could show somebody like, like obviously Antidote is like just a inconsequential banger, but like you have songs then that like are like sweet, sweet. That's, that's a little bit harder to get into unless you're like in the, like you dig Travis's aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that, uh, because he is a cactus Jack signee. That's, that's, yeah, that was the point I was going to make though. Yeah. That like, it's good to see that, that I feel like that could be kind of part of their, the label image, you know, it's just. You think you don't think that will become stale after a while? Well, no, but everyone was kind of stuck in their own aesthetic. But but if but there's like cohesion, you know, like you can see there's obviously it might be a bit of a reach, but like Sheck West does have some like very clearly like you know there's some reverbs thrown like intense ass reverbs thrown in parts of this and some psychedelic elements to this that like I don't know I feel like. I think the aesthetic thing is not a bad idea. I mean, there's a lot of art. Like, some of the most popular artists are just ones that are so wrapped up in their own aesthetic to the point where, like, it's annoying. <laughs> Look at Frank, bro. We don't even see pictures of Frank Ocean. That's how much this motherfucker's in his aesthetic. Okay. Can we talk about Frank Ocean for a second? No. And I promise <laughs> not, to change the, not to turn this into a Frank Ocean podcast. Sure, go ahead. But he's been popping up a lot lately. Yeah, I've seen some pictures of, of yeah. him like this. Dicking around at like and fashion week. Also, it's good that we're talking about Sheck West because Sheck West is a notorious Frank Ocean fan. Good luck, like he's it's and it's weird, right? It's weird to think that the man who made Live Sheck West and Mo Bamba and Fuck Everything is like a huge Frank Ocean fan, but it's not not at all, honestly, bro. Like it's just fact. it's hard not to like how can you not be? Like Frank Ocean just makes very high quality music. It's well written, it's well produced, it's this you can't deny the man his credit, given how much work you can clearly tell goes into his music. Of course, of course. But we're not here to talk about Frank. Mm. We're here to talk about the 20-year-old Harlem rapper, Sheck West. Anyways, let's go to the next track. Gmail. 
I don't care for this track whatsoever. It's like a throwaway. It's it's whatever. It's like one of the longer cuts on the album. It's like three thirty. It bothered me that it was honestly because Drag I down. mean, aside from that little intro, the Sheck Jesus. That I thought that was kind of funny, but that was just Sheck West being Sheck West. Yeah, and the chorus was all right, but uh, it doesn't. It's not as good as any of the other tracks on this album. And there's a bunch of, and we'll get into it. There's a bunch of tracks on here that, for such a short project, you would hope that it would be a more well-rounded album. Yeah, where there aren't as many throwaway tracks, but there are. There are too many. I feel. Yeah, like I think like this album is too in like in I mean, look, it's it's his first album, so I think this is just what happens with a first album when you're trying to put it together. But, yeah, it's demoitis. Yeah, it's I just think like it's uh what's it called? Excuse me. Like the tracks that are good are really good, and the tracks that are bad are like mm. get this the fuck away from me, bro. Like this is barely music. Which I mean, that's speaking of like I feel the same way about Wanted. Like Wanted, he has like this weird accent. Like it's almost like the way he's saying Wanted on the chorus, it sounds like he's trying to be a grime rapper, like from the UK. Yeah, and it doesn't help that he's constantly getting referenced in that like to that scene because of the type of music he makes. It just feels like strange to hear this this guy who will. You know, switch it up so much to where he's rapping in Senegalese and then have such a weirdly diverse, you know, just range of, I want to say, like, just fuck shit where he'll just, like, yell at you yeah. and it will be different somehow. Yeah. But then hearing that, it just feels sloppy. It's like, did no one listen to this? Did no one in the studio hear this? Did no A&R hear this? A producer who was just like, maybe this doesn't work. You know? I don't know. Yeah, like I just genuinely think I think this this though might be part of the Cactus Jack problem, which is like if you let artists be so have full freedom with their own aesthetic, you it gets hard to cut shit. Yeah. If it fits into the aesthetic, but it's like trash music, then what do you do? Um, yeah, especially especially with this project, because I feel like. It, Oh, we get so many, like, we get, like, one great track, Lift Check Quest, and then we get two bad tracks, Gmail Wanted. We get a good track, like... Chippy Chippy. Chippy Chippy, and then we get Never Lost and WSPM. Never Lost... Okay, see, this is... Okay, now, here's the point where we differ. Never Lost, to me, is, like, the only, like, six track, like, six out of ten track on the album. Every other track... Uh, every other track is either, like, an eight or a three. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty in the middle. Like, Never Lost is alright. Like, it's very different than a lot of the other tracks. It's, like, a lot more slow. It's almost like a ballad. This motherfucker cannot sing. Okay? Mm -hmm. And he should really stop. And, like, uh, yeah, like, I I respect that he's trying. First album, do whatever you want. You know what? Like, I'll, there's a, I'm gonna, I'm willing to cut him a lot of slack on his first album. Yeah. And the track was produced by Wonder Girl, so he probably was just trying to, like, you know. Fit a beat. Use that. Yeah, he wanted a Wonder Girl beat. He had a dope beat from her. She's an outstanding fucking producer. I get it. But, I mean, get some vocal training, you know? There are artists that have made the transition to at least being tolerable at singing, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, this works. A Dave East or, like, an Uzi. Yeah, just get some vocal training and maybe, like, 
really work on it in the mix and a master and i don't know i'm i'm not against auto-tune especially for a guy like this who like he's not a singer so like yeah. i don't consider it like fucked up that he uses auto-tune you know like it doesn't matter do whatever you want i mean i don't i don't get mad at travis for doing it so why would i get mad at check west exactly these guys aren't singers they're supposed to be rappers they're just using auto-tune as a tool just like you would use a drum line and my concern also with tracks like never lost is that he says that these are like some of these tracks are like one take freestyles Mm. And I'm like, you can hear the see, shit out of that. That's the problem. You, you're touting something great, and I know that artists in the past, like very famous and amazing artists like Lil Wayne and Jay Z, have claimed that they don't, you know, write down their stuff and they'll do it completely off the dome. But those people are experienced and have so much history in the game, and, and they've been doing it for so long, and they're so good at it. Well, no, and the difference is that they're actual, like, lyricists. Like, Shaq West, yeah. like, Jay-Z and Lil Wayne, people go to them for the lines. Yeah, Lil Wayne maybe a little bit less than Jay-Z, per se. No, but, like, but even Lil Wayne, the, the, the punchline. Yeah, the Lil Wayne has, like, the jokey punchlines, you know? So, like, that's, that's different. Shaq West isn't, like, people weren't like, oh, yeah, man, I got hoes. That's, mm. <laughs> lyrics and bars. lines didn't make you think you know yeah it's like i remember like it makes me think of a lot of these mumble rap dudes and not mumble rap but like this like ignorant rap shit mm. i always remember the interview that travis did where he was talking about being when him and kendrick were working on goosebumps and like he looked at kendrick's notepad and it was like he was like this shit is so dense bruh and i looked over at mine and it was space all over the place and it really made him think and i was like bro i think of like there you go like this guy isn't writing a lot like i bet like you go on genius and it's like nothing <laughs> there's nothing on there and so i that's like a, i agree with you it kind of backfires for him to say like oh these are off the bill one take freestyles like suck <laughs> like they're better than a normal person probably but like it's not great <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hope that he learns the value in, in just patience, you know, in having something that you think is good and just working on it until it's just better. Because at a certain point, Check West, we're going to get tired of this. And I love you, but <laughs> I don't know how many more, uh, how many more Never Lost tracks I could get through. Bro, adults knew about Bad and Bougie, okay? Adults mm -hmm. knew about Bad and Bougie, and we got sick of the Migos. <laughs> people, people are ruthless. Yeah. Uh -uh. Seriously ruthless. Uh, WSPN, do you have a lot to say about this track? Because I, Fuck I no. it, it was one of those tracks I was just like, yeah. It came and went. <laughs> yeah. Like, I almost didn't realize, like, I, was, I listened to this album, like, four or five times, like, top to bottom, instead of, like, and then afterwards, I just kind of jumped around but like on um top to bottom like almost every time i wouldn't even notice when that song would hit and it's like the longest cut on the album mm. <laughs> and it's totally different than <laughs> never lost it's just it's like so strange the contrast it's just so inconsequential i don't know another thing is like there doesn't seem to be much of a like track order doesn't really matter much in this album no i mean I the only the only track order i could give it is track seven eight and nine are all nba related tracks <laughs> That's yeah it. wspn Kyrie, and mo bumper all the basketball tracks yeah um oh i didn't even realize it's west west pn like check west yeah dude 
Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Learn something new every day. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, right. And this is for me at this point. We're at the kind of at the halfway point, you know. We're at track seven out of fourteen. Yeah. This is when the album for me starts to get good. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Like I think I think I probably like more tracks on the bottom half of the album than the top half. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Especially because the top half has two tracks we've already heard. Chippy Chippy, Lift Check West. Yeah. The other so the other ones on there, again, just not that great. Yeah. So, Kyrie, you like this. Kyrie. Song. I like the chorus, th- but like I thought it was great. It's just like a meh. Like it's just I don't. Okay, maybe maybe it's weird for me because like I don't know why. I I in my mind the first reason that comes to mind is because I'm a basketball fan, but like that doesn't make any sense. It should be the opposite. But like I don't like songs about basketball players. Because <laughs> I mean that's fair. That's fair. Because I'm like a bitch. Like I'm like an elitist bitch when it comes to basketball, and so like. I don't know. Just hear like rappers don't watch basketball. I don't want to say like right, but like they just don't watch it like like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm on advanced stats regularly and shit. It's kind of gross. So like, you're just elitist about it. I am. It's fine. I am. But like that doesn't make any sense. Like I just don't know why. I I've never heard a song about a basketball player or like anything like that that I like really liked. But like, I mean, what other notable? The, this song. It's weird because best. I feel be, like we best. Sorry to interrupt you, but like best use of an interview. I didn't want to skip that. Okay. The, yeah. it, the, I mean, I'm, don't worry. I'm gonna talk all about this track. That audio snippet, dude. That was like, I remember when that came out, and it was the funniest thing on the planet. And uh, I never, in my mind, for a second, thought that it would, uh, it would be used in a song, and it just came on perfectly. <laughs> It was. It hit me. It hit me. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "I'm in love." <laughs> Kyrie, where's LeBron? Suck my dick. Oh God! Like that fan was such a dick, dude. That was. That was oh yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Kyrie, where's LeBron? <laughs> that was insane because Kyrie got fined like twenty five thousand dollars for that. No, brother, don't give a fuck. Oh, 100%. Players, I mean, these players, look, Michael Jordan racked up fines every game for an entire 82-game season after when he started his Jordan brand. Okay. The NBA's got some shitty rules, honestly. Well, they just changed that rule, actually. Hmm. But yeah. I, okay. So I I am not, I'm admittedly not a big baseball, uh, basketball fan. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> I might be a bigger baseball fan than I am a basketball fan. I've been watching a lot of baseball recently, but that's besides the point. I loved this track. This is a highlight for me on the album. The intro, like you said, with the little audio snippet, is great. I love the way Sheck West says "Kyrie." It it's so ignorant in like the dirtiest way. The verse, the chorus, the chorus is perfect. I, can you agree on that at least? Yeah, the chorus is dope. Um, it's it's a good like it's a it's a decent it's, enough song. Um, I think it's a perfect Czech West track. I really do. And maybe that's because, I don't know, maybe it's because before the album came out, Mobamba was my favorite track. And I was like, I just maybe subconsciously was just fiending for more NBA related Czech West tracks. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I mean, uh, I just thought this is this is peak Czech West for me. I don't know. Interesting. Fuck everybody was more peak Czech West to me than anything. And then, oh, fuck everybody was great. <laughs> okay, so next. 
Mobamba. I mean, do we really say anything about this? We don't need to. This track is, it speaks for itself, but I want to talk about production on this track. 16-year-old. I, did you know who he was before this? Because yeah. I didn't. Yeah. This is some Ohio, he's an Ohio producer. But, and I didn't know who Muhammad Bamba was either also before this track came out. NBA rookie. Yeah, Mo Bamba, he was pretty hyped. He just started. Yeah, he just, he just uh, yeah, this is his rookie year. He, like, he was a pretty hyped player in college, Mo Bamba. Mo, Mo Bamba, it's interesting, the story behind it, because it came out. And it didn't get much buzz until Travis mentioned it on Astroworld. Yeah, Mobamba on repeat. People were like, what the fuck is Mobamba on repeat? Uh, and and like, I'm glad he did because he, he brought me down into a rabbit hole of just bro, Czech West beauty. That's pretty crazy, you know? Like to, that's, that's a pretty interesting way to market your own artist. It works. Just throw a lyric in like that and then damn, like Mobamba became like the banger. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty crazy all it took was one line on an album and yeah it and it and a pretty <laughs> insignificant line too not even like a line that they tried to emphasize it was kind of just snuck in there yeah it was snuck in there like it's a relatively memorable lyric but i wonder if it's memorable because of the song now like because everybody's heard the song now like no wonder mo bamba on repeat all i know it was mo bamba on repeat yeah it's great it's perfect yeah um burn slow interlude tis what it is yeah. I'm, we get we get a couple of fa fa fas, which is good. I'm pretty, it, like the rapping is pretty meh in my opinion, but the I like the I like the production on it. Production overall, like throughout the whole album, holds up. Like it's clean. There isn't a track yeah. on here that I felt like was underproduced or overproduced or mixed poorly or anything. Like they definitely this album was budgeted pretty well. It seems. I wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that he was signed to Cactus Jack. Like, do you think if we had heard uh, an independent Czech West, Bro, obviously, boy, obviously, it would have it would have lived up to even this just caliber of production. Fuck no, fuck no. Okay. Because if you had heard some of the tracks like Mobamba and Chippy Chippy, those were pretty bare bones tracks. They're pretty, ba- they're pretty bare bones tracks. But I don't think he would have been able to pull off like the crispness. Like it's it's yeah. it's a limit. There's fourteen tracks. It's doable, but I just don't think it would have been as as good. I don't think it would have sounded as professional, like on a banger level. Like for a debut album, this is a very clean sounding album. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of interludes on on an album this long. I just think it's kind of unnecessary. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I an interlude can be amazing because we've had you know just interludes in albums that might rival the the rest of the entire album. But this is just, it's kind of just thrown in there. Yeah. And a lot of, and that's the problem with a lot of these tracks. It, a lot of them feel like they're just thrown in there so they can reach like album length. You know? I guess. I mean, look, you needed, I knew, you needed 13 tracks, so. He definitely wanted to ride the Mobamba hype, you know? He knew that was probably wasn't going to forever. He needed to get an album out. Do you think that he could have ridden the Mobamba train just a little bit longer? If it meant like a better project, I mean, I don't know. What is longer? I don't like, want to say longer. Know. Like, how much it's been out for forever, and like, I just don't think. I I think. Look, I, in my opinion, given the play that they were running here, they ran it as well as anyone could. Yeah. You release a track, it gets hype, it gets a shitload of hype, almost to a level of I don't want to say undue, but like, you know what I mean? Like, people were acting like this was the 
the invention of music happened right before us. Like Mo Bamba split the atom before us. Yeah, but come on, you know how people are. Of course, like, especially 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 like this generation of fans. Mm. If 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 we find something that's just different enough and unique enough, and we'll just take it and we'll just grab onto it forever. Of course, we'll of never course. let go. Of course, and which is why, phenomenal because we got check West out of it. Of course, but you also got to realize that we also dump shit real quick. You know, and so I think they they ran the play well because he the time was the clock was ticking. I don't know how much more time he would have been able to ride the hype and get as much attention on this album. Mm. You know, each each of the tracks has like over 500k. Yeah. That's it's interesting you you bring up the attention aspect of this because this dropped uh, October 5th, and as we as we we discussed last week, uh, beloved. Which was the Davies and South Bees project? Yeah, that also dropped October fifth, along with maybe seven other albums. Yeah, that kind of just felt like everybody who dropped that day shot themselves in the foot. Definitely, bro. There's a million, because a million you competed with everybody. You competed with Future. You complete. You competed with Sheck West. You competed with Davies. You competed with a whole litany of artists. That it and it was weird because I feel like. What happened? Like, why? What, what happened? What, what made October fifth so special that just all these projects came out? I understand the idea of like, there's certain windows of time that it's best to release certain types of music, and you know, you want to like the DJ Khaled of the world. He's never, he's never released a song in like December. I they hear like January, like it's always summertime bangers and shit like that. Same for a bunch of other artists. So I get it, but like, I also just wish like. There's 365 days in a fucking calendar year, man. Put like spread music out. Why are there so many artists always dropping albums like on the same day or like within a week of each other? Like, what made October 5th so great? What was going on October 5th? Nine albums dropped. Yeah, but no one gives a fuck about that. It was World Teachers Day. I guess all these people love their teachers. So like, I just don't know. Like, I I I wish it was more spread out. I digress. Let's, keep, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I just I just don't get it. Like, anyways, next song was Jiggy on the Shits. Fucking love this song. Fucking love it. Yeah, even like I don't speak Senegalese and I still dig it. Like the it's it's a cool sounding language and he raps it. Like he chose the right song to do that on the beat has a good flow to it where he can just bounce with it. Um, even though he could, for all I know, he could be saying nonsense. Could, I mean, based off the ad libs for, for the, for his verse where he's, where he's, where he, uh, where he spoke in Senegalese, mm-hmm. I have no idea what he was talking about. Me neither. And I, I kind of don't want to know. Me neither. I like it. I like it the way it is, but I like him saying I like hearing just a bunch of gibberish and then saying him saying I'm gonna see my grandma and I'm like okay yeah uh, <laughs> and it's 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 a song that actually delves into some content that a lot of these guys I think Shekwes has a bit of an edge on him because he actually has some relatively fascinating lived experiences in that he you know got shipped off to Senegal when he was a kid and Not even when he was a kid this was three years ago yeah this is relatively fresh. I mean, wouldn't you say like 16, 17 is pretty kid? Yeah, I mean, he's 20 now, but he's our age. Yeah, but like, I mean, I would consider myself a kid if I got shipped off to Senegal at 16. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> come on. That, the, that means, imagine you had been shipped off somewhere when the year you were graduating high school. That's that's basically what happened to him. Yeah. 
like that wasn't that long ago for our our frame of reference. Yeah. Although, but it's such a it's such a great track, and I love how he even kind of just like you know toots his own horn. He's like, "I'm gonna switch it, come back to English." Yeah, that was yeah, it was good. It was a well done track. I like it. The beats yeah. the beats dope as fuck. It's so good. It might be one of the better beats on the album. Maybe the best. Yeah, it's up there definitely. Because there's tracks like where it kind of feels like some of the some of the beats are blown out or they're just a little bit too repetitive or the drums feel a little bit off. But this one felt right on the money. Yeah, and there was just the right amount of stuff going on about yeah. the old track where, like, you were like, hmm, nope. All right. Oh, fuck, fuck everybody. It's a dope song. I love it. Oh. Really simple, really grimy, really angry. There's a lot of emotion on this track, and I love it. This guy really, like, it's interesting how he knows how to yell right into a mic and make it sound, like, proper. Like, Yeah, it's clean. It's clean. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, it's not overblown, you know? It's actually, like... It's it's the way screaming into a mic should be. Basically, he's got a yeah. he's got a down pat, and I love it. Beat sick guitar. The guitar that they throw in at the end. I've got oh, a yeah. I've got a soft spot in my heart for guitars <laughs> in hip hop music. So yeah, instant pl- playlist track. This was like the one of the only tracks that on the first listen of the album, I instantly put it in a playlist. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is crazy. This is wild. <laughs> this is some crazy energy. Oh yeah, it's definitely just it's it's top it's top tier. Check West. Yeah. Did I have a question? Did mm. you listening to this track? So uh, there was an artist XXX Temptacion. I know who that is. He's he's dead, but I'm just you know I'm just giving some context. Um, he dropped that track. Uh, Look at me, and I didn't really bump his music. I didn't I didn't agree with the boy on a lot of things, so I didn't listen to his tracks. But I remember when that track came out. Look at me. Uh, how just emotional and angry and visceral X was. And everything on this track, it feels like that. It feels, everything from the beat reminds me of it. That staticky little, you know, intro. Uh, his flow kind of reminded me of it. His just level of rage reminded me of it. It's interesting to see because it feels weirdly like an ode to X. Eh. Did you not get that at all? I get what you're saying. Like, sonically, yeah, I see the similarities, but I don't see Ode or anything that deep into it. Oh, I'm, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, there's no way I'm giving Sheck West credit for trying to be, you know, anything but a guy who says fuck everybody on a track. Yeah, like, I just think it's a really angry. I just think it's interesting that there is that little parallel I, between the two. Yeah, sonically, there's similarities, but I mean, X kind of moved away from that, like, look at me sound on his album, quote unquote. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I also hated that song. <laughs> I still hate it. So. I, I, did, I did not like that song. And I like this song, so. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the the last two tracks on this on this, on this this album. Highly forgettable. Totally cuttable. Hi, highly forgettable? Really different, also. Yeah. Than the rest of the album. And different in the worst way. Damn fucking right. They, these these tracks did not need to be here. It ended on the worst note it could have. Fuck, everybody could have been the last track, and I would have been happy. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Imagine, 12 tracks. Especially with the... Fuck mind, everybody. Mindfucker is the opener. Fuck everybody is the ending. Would have been oh, okay. and imagine imagine just how stacked that, that like the end of the album would, would have been. with From Ky, Kyrie, Mo Bamba, Jiggy with the Shits, fuck everybody. That would have been perfect. Yeah, the album would have been much better if he cut those last two tracks. But it is what it is. I yeah. I don't really have much to say about them. I didn't like them. I on listens four and five, I kind of just skipped them. 
Because I was like, yo, I don't listen to them either. It's, it's, it sucks because I could, I kind of saw what he was trying to do. Mm. I was just, I was just like, I don't think this is for you, man. Like, it's not your lane. I don't think you're good enough at this. I don't think you should be trying to force it so early on in your career. Especially if you want to work on music like this, like you have, you have your opportunity. You're still 20. You have so much time left. Yeah, and like you could you could work on that if you really wanted to, but just refine it first. And he has such a little discography that I feel like he can get away with putting out like a shitty mixtape of just experimental shit that he wants to do. Nobody will go too hard on him. Like, yeah, he he has creative reign right now because he's at the start of his career. But I just don't know. Like, like again, it's all right that these two tracks suck and that Sheck West is not very good at putting together the album let me put it like that you know like when we think of guys who are really good at putting together an album the j coles the kendricks you know those guys are like the the order of the album and stuff makes sense and is important so yeah and cutting tracks cutting tracks and stuff like that makes is is a is a big decision a conversation with check west i just don't see that yet and i think but i think over time these are things that are going to get honed as well as i think he'll start to realize what his creative limitations are you know so that's why i'm okay with him making a track like these two last ones or never lost or whatever just because it's his first album we have and like he has no other music out he doesn't have a mixtape he doesn't have shit as far as i know no i mean this is we literally have nothing to compare this to so so he and so he's never tried shit like maybe he hasn't he just threw it away but like he's free to put stuff out there and see how people react to it like early on for now, but you know, I think definitely second and third project. Obviously, we're going to be much harsher on him. And if there's more crap lying around in the album, then, then we can put up with. Do you think that Check West really has tracks lying around or tracks that he cut? Because I feel like from what just we've seen, he must put out everything he records. No, I don't think so. He's young. He's creative as fuck. He seems so. He seems like he's very creatively charged. Like he's trying to do so much. I just but that's that's a problem. But I just don't think because th- he's in so many avenues. But I, just, that I don't know if he's taking the music as serious as it could be. Yeah, but going to the studio is not a hard thing to do. Even go to the studio, like you know, this guy's like a career musician. I've been in the studio a bunch of times. Like it's it's to go there and go to the studio for like five six hours and work on like a track or two is not like a it's a day. You know, yeah. so there's plenty of days. And yeah, even if you've got other avenues, he's working on fashion stuff. He's working on modeling stuff. He's working on whatever other stuff. It's, it's still plenty of time to just hit the studio. You don't even need to go to the true. studio. You can work on shit just on the road. I mean, fucking banger of 2017 uh, was was made on a fucking tour bus. EXO tour life. Love Uzi. So, I mean... We need to talk about that boy more. He has to drop a project soon. DJ Don Cannon, man. I swear to God. Whatever you're doing, let the boy go. Yeah. It's the we need eternal to take. It's, it's, it's the devil that's got his soul. But yeah. Yeah. I think... Yeah. Overall, I enjoyed this project. I was pleasantly surprised by the overall quality of it. I was expecting it to be... Given what we had to, to base it off of, I was expecting this to be a lot stupider than it was. So, but Live Shack West, Die Shack West already showed to me that he clearly wants to talk about other things in his music than just 
the hose calling his motherfucking phone. Yeah, and we saw that. We saw that like tracks with Jiggy on the shits. I mean, yeah. So like he, yeah, he we saw that with Gmail. He talked about his female companions. Yeah. So like you know, he's clearly exploring lyrical chippy, avenues. Chippy. I um, yeah. I ain't get high in the minute. Um, he's so good. Yeah, I love that boy. It was it was a good album. It it made me. I was I went like I wasn't excited for this project, but now I'm. Kind of looking forward to. I try and not look forward to pro- to musical projects just because shit gets pushed all the time. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna be seeking out his next project definitely now. Never forget Astro World. <laughs> uh, whatever. No, we don't want to. We don't want any negative thoughts here. Everything. Yeah, I mean, everything from the world was late, bro. Even my merch. <laughs> <laughs> everything was late. Uh, hey, but you got it, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. So you should be happy. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it hurts my nipple. So the debut project from the Young Harlem Native. I lo- I mean, I definitely went into this with way more expectations than you did, but that's because I feel like I might have been just a massive Sheck West fan for some reason. He just kind of You like to emotionally invest yourself in this shit too. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'd say it's true. You get good payoffs for it, definitely. Like in situations like this, mm. you emotionally invested yourself in Check West for whatever reason, and you got a good payoff. Album was good. Yeah. So you were. I more mean, I, I you were, would you call this album good? I. It has a lot of glaring problems that I you just can't ignore. It's 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 for a first album. I would say it's for a first album. It shows, yeah, but it, I mean, and overall, po- I mean, it shows more positives than negatives. It shows that he has. He has some level of like understanding of you know. Also, like, there is a good level of cohesion in this. You know, there's a lot of griminess and fits into the mud boy kind of aesthetic, which he refer- like. I I'm generally not looking to like cohesion is something that I think artists have to be very clear about in some way, shape, or form, in in an album. And I think Chuck West was very clear. Like every track had that mud boy like intro. <laughs> Yeah. So like it's hard to forget what you're listening to here, you know? Like it's and so any messiness, any griminess, you can kind of chalk up to the aesthetic, which might be a cop out, but he's 20 years old, he has no other music out. I can't I can't be too harsh on the guy. Like what what like yeah, you can rip it apart definitely, you know? There's tracks on here that like are barely music. <laughs> there are tracks oh, on definitely. there are tracks on here that I'm definitely certain we could have put on like just one of our freestyles from the car back in the day, and it would have been just as quality, even probably even more lyrical. Probably even yeah. I mean, there's there's a level of skill that Shaq West just hasn't reached yet. Yeah, and, and I'm hoping that he will in due time. In due time. And I think it after, might not be the next project. It might not be the one after that, but we'll get there. And I think just more time. I think just giving him time, giving him more experiences, more stuff, more more features on Travis tracks, please. More exposure <laughs> to other artists and their process and picking things up from them. You know, that's a big thing. Like other, we've we've watched other artists grow as they've been semi nurtured by people around them. So yeah. and they pick up the good habits that we like from the older artists. So in time I think we'll see him who knows, you know, maybe the next album will be like a totally different aesthetic. Maybe he'll go for like a weird like Travis type album, you know, and it'll be like all psychedelic and spacey and shit. Or maybe he'll stick in this or maybe he'll start making like more oozy kind of tracks where it's like 
psychedelic bangers in like a weird way where they're like not trippy but they're just like weird <laughs> i'd love to see him work on a just angry psychedelic album i don't think we've ever heard anything like that that's hard though <laughs> it's, it's, some weird, yeah, it's a weird it's a challenge but imagine the payoff it's a weird combo like psychedelic. just for every everybody who wants to just get schmizzed but also just be angry at the world psychedelic music is generally supposed to be like very spacey and airy so for it to be like also very sonically abrasive that's like i feel like that's just too tall a task for him <laughs> but who knows you know either way whatever the future brings for him i'm looking forward to it and i'm supporting him and whatever he does i know? am too i look forward i'm to hoping Sheck west does great in the future live Sheck west die Sheck west exactly uh let's get to the the worst part number of views out of ten I give it like a six and a half. Six and a half leaning more towards a six than a seven. I went into this a lot more hype than you did and with way more expectations. So I think I'd have to give it just on a level of how much I enjoyed it versus what I was expecting. A six. It's lower, you know, that's it, lower than me. <laughs> that's lower than you, yeah, because I I had expectations and oh, they were not met. True, true. I had no expectations either, please me. Fair enough. I mean, there's definitely tracks on here where imagine if, if we had seen like a seven track EP. That was, you know, it was Mindfucker, Live Shack West, Chippy Chippy, Kyrie, Mo Bamba, Jiggy on the Shits, and Fuck Everybody? That would have been. Yeah, okay, it would have like been. 10 a, out of 10 okay. album. Yeah, okay, in an ideal world for, you, for yourself. It's called a playlist, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, that's just, that's, that's literally one of the big reasons, though, that I, I have to give it such a low score is because so much of this is just not good. Good. good and should have been cut <laughs> i agree 100 percent. i think definitely there's a bunch of music on here that could have been cut but because the, the good shit is phenomenal but, and the bad shit is but garbage. Also, okay but also just to play devil's advocate and just for a second i mean there is also the argument you could make which is that if the album's too short he has no other music out you would you we would probably be criticizing him for not showing us anything it's like who the fuck are you shako there's like a seven track album or seven track ep we want more like you gotta give us something so maybe the first album being a little bit bloated is fine like again why i think like it's okay a lot of the criticisms are passable is because this is a learning experience to a certain degree so like first album being bloated that's something he will probably quickly realize and the next album if the next album is longer than this i'm gonna kill him but if it's shorter than this then it means he learned his lesson yeah and, i mean and so yeah that's like, a fair way to look at it and that's, that's definitely a fair way there, to look at it there's, and like the issues the issues that i have with this album are ones that you can't know unless you have put out an album but so like you know Co- issues with cohesion. I mean, granted, you can tell before it's out, but you don't know how people will take it. So, like, it's different when it's in like the closed ecosystem of the people working on the album. Yeah, because they're invested in it, so and they they, might, be, they they're suffering a little bit from bias, and, and they're just, working on it. So, like, it's it's you, it's like a lack of context. Like, it's I like I always think of like Transformers, like the Transformers analogy. You know, if you look at the Transformers Transformers animation in the in the Michael Bay movies. If you probably take a frame of those, it looks amazing. But when you put them all in motion, it looks like garbage. <laughs> it just looks like metal flying around. And so like it's it's like the being too close to it type thing where you're just working on it so you you you're you're watching it progress so you think it's good even because you saw it when it was crap and it's evolved. 
but oh god okay well i think with that we should probably wrap this up sounds good to me um we'll see you next week you know when we review something else <laughs> go follow at the cozy cassette on instagram go follow at the cozy king Tufi. go follow at camela bulmagd i guess you can do that too yeah Ain't no, hey, ain't no, I gotta, I gotta get the homies a shout out, you know. Yeah, just give them a pop tag. Bitches suck dick. Like, bitches suck dick for pop tags. Oh yeah. <laughs>